Welcome back again to Country Roads Confidential here at Earsports.com. Part of the 24-7 network. Throwing the ball up in the air again to uh, spark some debate and some memories. Rekindling the ultimate 21st century team concept uh, at West Virginia this time for basketball. Still haven't gotten the press box team done. We'll get there. But we're going to talk basketball today and how we spread out $24 among eight players. And here to show me the light, because apparently I couldn't find it on my own, is Chris Anderson, who really likes his team, I understand. Yeah, I I, I feel really good about this team, almost too good to the point that I wanted to kind of go back and change prices on a couple guys so I couldn't put together this team. I liked it so much because I thought it was unfair. But uh, uh, maybe I'm getting too far ahead of myself. Maybe, you know, because I kind of picked this almost right away. I, I didn't do too much tinkering. I didn't do too many different lineups before I came across this one and really liked it. So, um, you know, maybe there's more out there that I just I haven't seen yet. So full disclosure for me, I did some of this a couple of times and was having a hard time because I don't know why, apart from the fact that, like, I'm probably slowly losing my mind, but. I used a $33 pool, <laughs> which made it really easy. And I was like, well, this isn't hard or fun. And then I was thinking, oh, no, it's right. It's not times 11. It's time or divided by 11 this time. It's divided by eight players. So $24 would certainly change the calculus. And then I got into it, and I'm not good with things like this. I'm a pretty linear thinker. You know, um, equational stuff is not good for me when you're trying to add things up down the road to figure out how you're going to have what you'll have left at the end. That's not good for me. I'm probably a really bad grocery shopper too, because I'm going to grab everything at the front of the aisle. And then when I get to the back of the store, there's no room left in my cart. So similar for me here, where I just started like picking players that were really good and was like, wait a minute, I'm going to have, you know, nobody or no dollars even left for the final, you know, spot or two and um, struggle and came up with a one I think is all right. And one I actually like more than the other, but kind of has a caveat that will explain. Um, I had a hard time with this because the way you put the lineups together, which I actually do enjoy. And we talked about this yesterday and I want to refresh it now too. start two guards and then pick a guard forward, a forward and a forward center, which is probably the way you do it. But it gets really tricky when you look at who makes up the guards, who makes up forward, who makes up um, guard forward, because some of those players you might want to have in your pool of guards or your pool of just guard forward or just forwards who are actually guard slash forwards. Um, let me let me unscrew that sentence. Some of the players who are in guard forward, you'd like to have in the pool of guards or forwards, not the guard forwards. And then the same thing on the bench. Um, some of the players you want to pick for, um, for spots are in the same pool of players. Like if you need uh, another guard and you're thinking, all right, well, you know, I'll pick for maybe a, a Dax Miles at a guard and I'll pick like an Issa or a Lamont West at forward. Nope, they're in the same pool. So that was the degree of difficulty here. Did you intend to do that to me? Uh, a little bit. I, I I really had a hard time trying to figure out how to break it all up. Um, you know, this this whole thing started with the pick a starting five, and, and we wanted to expand it to eight when we discussed it beforehand. And then once I started figuring out, trying to figure out how to get it to eight, I just couldn't think of a good a good way to go about it. And I wanted to increase the uh, degree of difficulty, like you mentioned, uh, putting guys together that, that you may want to have on the same team. Because I didn't want to make it too obvious. I didn't want to make it too easy. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough. It, it's, it, it'll give you something to think about. 
it's really cool too because I've covered all of these guys in some capacity or another as far back as Chris Moss. Like I covered him when he was here on campus, and then obviously guys like um, you know Sheboy and Culver who run the team and everybody in between. And it's inevitable sometimes to say, man, what if he was with him? And what if this guard was with this forward? And what if this three-point shooter was with this big man? And now you can actually do it, which is fun, but which is also what screwed me into the ground of this because I kept falling in love with these ideas that I had and what-if scenarios across time. And that wasn't very good. So it's going to be um, a little bit prickly here. So if you're listening and if you haven't done this yet, I encourage you to uh, either now with the promise that you come back or afterward, when you're done listening, go and try this on your own. And and if you get it on the first shot, that's fine. Go walk your dog or get a snack or whatever and then come back and see if you still like it or if your head has been filled with thoughts about how to do it again. Because um, you sent me this would have been Monday morning and actually, no, Sunday. And then again, Monday and again, Tuesday and looked at it. And I just kept going back to things. And I had an idea in my head what I wanted to do when I sat down today on Wednesday um, it did not turn out like what I had in my head initially, which is kind of fun here too. But um, all the ideas in my head were the biggest problem for me. What was the biggest problem for you? Well, the biggest problem for you might be if you stuck with that same uh, spreadsheet I sent you on Monday, because uh, yeah. I ended up with different different guys in different spots by the time I put the story up on uh, Tuesday night. So, which did uh, cause me trouble. Okay, I'm glad you uh, went back and double checked because yeah, there were some mm-hmm. changes, some movement around. Um, I thought, I think one of the big ones I did was, and people were still picking him left and right, but I had Oscar at like a dollar, I think, and Mm -hmm. I knew everyone was going to pick him. So I at least moved him up to two bucks. Um, but the hardest part for me was trying to figure out what I wanted to do as far as my big men, because the quote unquote center or forward slash center, it is, I feel like they're so drastically different. Yeah. Between, you know, now and, and and 10 years ago and what you're getting 12 years ago, uh, you know, Devin Williams, who's not going to move more than 10 or 15 feet from the basket and it's going to be low post play hanging around the basket. Or are you going with like Kevin Pitsnoggle, who's going to be out there by the three point line? Or are you going with Dennis Kalichla to save a few bucks and just try to have a bruiser down low? I don't it. it I, I centered my team around other spots, but. I couldn't figure out which way to go for the big men. Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about a, a moment ago when I said that some of the players you want to spread your team out with or balance your lineup out with are in the same pool. And I kept going to, all right, well, I'll because I have this strength here in the front court, I'm going to have to adjust it later on. And when I got to that spot, what I wanted to do with the front court had the same player that I wanted to address my strength in the front in the backcourt with too so they're in the same group which just it just gave me problems that guard forward thing really killed me here too um i also texted you about an hour ago uh <laughs> do we have to start the first five guys <laughs> even though it clearly says bench 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 and i was thinking well actually jd collins would be a great starter on this team but i'll just put two shooting guards in my guard spot but no apparently you can't play that way huh no i was i was okay with i mean a, I'll explain mine in a minute, but I have a guy like, for instance, it's going to be uh, one of my bench guys who I would, if I were managing the rotation, likely play him more than the starter. So I said the old uh, McCabe McBride point guard situation is available if you choose to go that route, uh, say a starter that plays less minutes than your bench guy. Do you have anybody or any combination or any particular strength that you try to build around? 
did you go in saying this is my keystone person my keystone idea my keystone tactic so the first thing i did was it was actually the first the first kind of three guys just fell into place real quickly for me um two of them a lot of people are probably gonna be like yeah duh uh that's easy to pick those guys javon carter at one of my guard spots and Deshaun Butler at that guard slash forward spot. And because I, I went Carter and then looked at the second guard slots and was going through the names and just like the idea, and I, I can talk about it more in a minute, but of uh, Patrick Beeline cheap and just being an off the ball guy that is literally coming off screens nonstop. And then Deshaun Butler as somebody who can make all the shots, be Mr. Clutch, be a little more versatile and once I got those three, then it was, I'll, I'll go from there and, and had all sorts of ideas. That's where I kind of had a few variations after that point of how I wanted to fill in around those three. But that was the three, oddly enough, that I wanted to start with. So similar to me that I had an idea that I went with. And and again, I'm the guy who wants to start all five guards and see who has it going. <laughs> I wanted to build around Kevin Pitsnoggle. I just, I just think that's one guy that you could have so much fun with and do different things. And, and again, he's, he's not going to be a back to the basket guy, and he's not going to be an off the dribble guy. He's going to be exactly who he was in college. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, spin players around him. And I, I think I actually did the job pretty well. Um, and then I just thought about, can I just load my team with stars and then surround them with, you know, talented complementary pieces? So. Those are the two directions I went in. But the one guy that I just kept thinking about, boy, he'd be really fun to play with, was Pitsnoggle. Because what could he do for Sheepway? What could he do with a guard who could really dribble inside and take the shot blocker away? But also, if the shot blocker is still there, kick it out to the guy for the three. And I just couldn't stop myself from messing around with that idea because he was so fun to watch when he had it going. Yeah, that's it. That's probably one of the more unique bigs obviously and i think it causes a lot of matchup problems so i, I think it's a good idea to go around him i didn't um just because again i started with the three that i had but i could see where if you put him out there then there's some other cheaper options that would be good for a, a big man that can do the rebounding and the dirty work down low while pitsnoggle continues to just fire away from deep mm-hmm. um i don't want to say i did two teams like i did last time but i told you before <laughs> I actually did two teams um, because one I didn't spend all my money on and I really like it. And I, I, mean, I can explain to you how I may be able to max it out, but like I kind of like the team at $23 more than 24. Um, and then the team that I actually think I would roll with is, is the one I actually went all $24 on, but um, I'll just go over the one and then maybe at the, at the end, I'll explain my other team. Um, but let's do this. Let's go at the same time. Um, and then we'll recap at the end. So we'll go position by position. We'll go over the players and the dollar values, and we'll talk about how we picked our guard, our guard, our guard forward, our forward, and our forward center, and then our bench guys. Sound good? Okay. All right. Well, let's go at the very beginning here, literally the table setter for your team because it's your first pick, um, and also it's probably a guy who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Most of these players are point guards with one exception. Uh, your guard, Javon Carter, Darius Nichols, Jay Sean Page, Gary Brown, Joe Mazzulla, all of them were primarily point guards except page brown was sometimes off the ball too but he could certainly handle it but five four three two one there um start with you chris who did you pick Uh, i went with carter i couldn't pass up the idea of you know national defensive player of the year spearheading this defense um he was a near 40 percent three-point shooter 
for the last couple of years of his career. Uh, could dish it, could drive it. Um, I I thought about going cheap just because all the a lot of those guys uh, at the bottom of that that range, the Gary Brown for two, Joe Mazzulla for a buck. It's not not a bad deal because they're you know pretty good players and, and can do some of the the passing and the dribbling and won't turn it over, play good defense. And you can spend your money elsewhere to get your scoring if you need to. But I just couldn't pass up on Carter. Jay Sean Page. Nice. Went in the middle. Uh, good off the ball player. Really athletic. Kind of a guy that got his act together his sophomore year. Or excuse me, his second year. And you kind of always had that heat check moment with him where he was going to make three threes in a row. And you wondered, oh, my God, is he going to get 20 in this half? Is he going to get 36 in the game? He never really got that hot, but he always percolated like that. And. Uh, I just kind of like him there, but obviously he's not going to be my primary ball handler um, because he never really did that. So he's my off the ball, my two, which brings me to the second player here. Uh, the second guard position goes from $5 to one, Juwan Staten, Chuck Bryant, Drew Shafino, Terry Henderson, and Patrick Beeline. Um, I went with Staten here. So you got your Carter. I got my Staten. Staten just seems much more attuned to running this offense that I'm concocting here putting him and Paige in the backcourt. you got two athletic guys who can get to the basket, two guys who can create their own shot, but in different ways. Staten wasn't much of a shooter. Uh, Peyton, excuse me, Paige could bounce it, get to the basket, but could also make threes. But um, a whole lot can happen around Staten. We saw him dominate the, with the ball and do pretty well assisting with others. So um, I got my $5 guard. You already had yours. Who did you surround Carter with? And I went cheap here. I A little bit of bias because I, I, I've mentioned this. I've told this story before, but I – I played with and against Patrick Beeline in high school uh, in AAU on the travel circuit. And I think for his career at West Virginia, he shot 34, 35%. Uh, did I pull that up? Yeah, 36% from three. And from what I saw from him in person, there's no way he shoots that bad. And I think he only shot 36% because he shot so many. And because mm-hmm. of that offense, I think if he was more selective with his shooting – in a more controlled offense and had and and wasn't firing up just wild shots, he would be a guy that could shoot 42, 43% from from three and just be a deadly off the ball guy while the other guys are getting their attention on him. First team trash talker. Yes. First first team other gym hates him. For whatever reason, teams hated him. Probably because he was the the coach's kid and and looked and acted the way he did too. Um and, and then also, uh, I think he was the 44th 1,000 point scorer, and he always liked that because 44 is such a big deal at the school too. So, um, my favorite beeline story though, uh, and there's many. Um, he set the school record for consecutive made free throws, and then lost it in the same game. Do you remember that? I do not. What was he that? made? He he set the record for most made in a row, and I forget the number. It's 37, 38. But when he did it, he actually shot free throws that should have gone to Air Bear, and. The scorers corrected it, brought him off. So he went from 36 to 38, set the record. And they said, wait a minute, wave those off. Air Bear's supposed to shoot him. Air Bear made the free throws. The next time the beeline got fouled, he went to the foul line, missed the front one. So he ended up, I think, tying the record. Uh, so every now and then Brutal. you have to have a laugh with him about that. So we have our backcourts. I go State and Page. You go Carter, beeline. That would be an interesting matchup right there, those two against each other. Would beeline guard Page? Could you keep my guys out of the paint? Could anybody get in the paint against Carter? Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's that was my one concern was, you know, we talk about a lot of these guards that, that we're looking at here, especially in recent years, press Virginia years, about the defense they can play. 
And that's not exactly something Beeline was known for. I mean, I know he's long. I know he's athletic. But I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about his, his perimeter defense and keeping somebody else's two guard out of the paint. Moving on here, the guard forward spot. This is where things get really bad for me. Uh, Deshaun Butler, $5. Alex Ruoff, $4. Frank Young, $3. Casey Mitchell, $2. Jermaine Haley, $1. How did you go here? Uh, I went Butler. I wanted a kind of versatile guy that could uh, do a bunch of different things, go inside, go outside, uh, was still capable of hitting that outside shot. And to be honest, I wanted somebody that was clutch. Uh, You know, Javon Carter's pretty clutch, but Deshaun Butler doesn't get any better than that. I took Jermaine Haley. Okay. Size, swing it a little bit. Um, I'm going to be able to make some threes here that I'll show you how in a second. Um, I think um, that's not his game. But again, I may be smallish in the backcourt with Paige and Staten. Haley can play a little point. He can guard the point. He can get inside. Um not limited offensively, but not, you know, broad either, but I kind of like what he can do. And again, I'm trying to get guys inside a little bit here. So I'm also making expenses elsewhere. Um, so you have two $5 players. I have a five, a three and a one right now. It'll catch up, but I just like Haley because a big guy play different positions. He can help you out in different spots. And as I looked at my roster, I was going to need that. I was going to need somebody who can move around a little bit. So uh, there's my first, maybe outside the box pick here. We go elsewhere in the front court. $5 Kevin Jones, $4 Joe Alexander, $3 John Flowers, $2 John Holton. And then one of my biggest problems with your ranking, $1 Wellington Smith, um, which is fine because he could come in handy here. Um, my pick here, $4 on Joe Alexander, uh, was on one of the best heaters I've ever seen covering the team. Um, his, what was it, nine games at the end of his sophomore season was just incredible. Um, changed his life over the course of, I don't know, about a month and a half, I guess. And I'll change his life again by adding him to my team here for $4. <laughs> uh, I went for the uh, hardworking John Holton as somebody that could uh... – what are you doing over there, Mike? Yeah, what I just spilled that? water. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, but I went with John Holton. Uh, I like the way he plays underneath. I know he's somebody that I could have uh, to grab rebounds, to get a few dirty, dirty points. Uh, when I got – you know, I, I, my first three, my wing players are Carter, Beeline, Butler, three of the top five three-point shooters in West Virginia history, all on the same team. So I need somebody down there that can rebound the ball, uh, get a lot of these rebounds, and Holton is one of those guys that I think can do that and, and get those putbacks. He's one of the leading rebound offensive rebounders in school history. Interesting. Uh, and that would be a good matchup there. Good defensive player, Holton, a uh, great athlete. Joe Alexander, um, and you start to address your bank account there because uh, not a high price tag on him, but a high return on the value and the and the promise and potential there. Um, trying to make sure I didn't short circuit anything when I spill my water, but I think we're good because you can still hear me, right? Yep. Outstanding. Moving on now, our other uh, spot in the front court, forward slash center, we're here, and this is where things um, kind of get a little bit tricky. $5 Devin Williams, $4 Chris Moss, $3 Derek Over, $2 Oscar Sheepway, $1 Elijah Macon. Chris, take the floor. Uh, I went Oscar. Uh, again, I tried it. I, I thought he was too cheap at a buck. I, you know, he's only a year, so I, but I know people are going to look past, hey, he only played one season because they see his potential. 
I moved him up to two bucks, and I still think he's a deal, and he still kind of fits in with what I'm trying to do here. Again, three outside shooters that are gonna that are gonna take a lot of shots, and I can rely on both of my big men, Holton and Shibway, to get down there, grab the rebounds. They're gonna own the glass. Uh, I would put those two up against any, you know, front court combination uh, in the country, or or that anybody can come up with these teams, and and they'll be able to handle themselves down low. Tempting for me, I went one rung lower with Elijah Macon. I think I'm going to get a lot of N1s with all my guards getting inside and passing it off at the rim. And who better than Elijah Macon to take advantage of the N1, which I believe you pointed out in the article. I'm glad you did because that was a phenomenon that took off. But um, is he much different than Culver or Williams? I don't I don't know if it's that much of a difference. Certainly not $4 difference in my mind for Williams. Maybe $2 difference in Culver, but at that point... Um, it's kind of negligible for me, but Shiba was a tough one for me, but I frankly needed a dollar <laughs> toward the end here. And I just kind of thought make would be good. And I also kind of addressed it with a, a later pick I make too, where um, it's not going to be a weak spot for me because I'm going to have numbers there a little bit, or at least they'll have backup. So Macon was my pick. Um, so we have our starting lineups, correct? That is correct. All right. Um, I have Staten, Page, Haley, Alexander, and Macon. You have Car- Carter. Carter, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Carter, Beeline, Butler, Holton, and Shibway. A stylistic class here, I think, but I think I can see where this is going here. It's going to be guard heavy with uh, maybe some heroics by one player in the front court, but a supporting cast surrounding him, which maybe now the bench makes the difference here. Uh, bench guard, $5 Mike Gansey. $4, Johannes Airbear, $3, Tariq Phillip, $2, Aaron Harris, $1, J.D. Collins. Chris, how did you do this one? Well, before I get into my pick, you, you put some emphasis on, on Airbear there. That was probably the toughest $4 pick for me. Was there someone else you thought should have been there? Uh, well, if we're going by guard, um, I thought maybe miles would have been one of my picks, but you have him at wing at the $4 slot. So I really couldn't do it. And then I was thinking if you had him as one of your starting guards, I think he started the most games in career in school history. Right. Then I was thinking perhaps like, you know, someone he, he reminds me of a little bit would have been Ruoff, but you have Ruoff at $4 to the, the uh, guard forward spot. And there was kind of a guard for He's a big kid who played guard. So, um, I think when I think about my emphasis there, it was that I sometimes forget how good he was and how fun he was to watch play and, and kind of pull things together. I think in a different system or a different team, he could have had better points, but he might not have been as good of a player because he meant so many things in so many ways to the team that he played on. So um, maybe I'm just being dramatic. Maybe it's right. No, I I was just curious what your thoughts are with that because I wasn't sure. I, I, you know, obviously I think most people remember him fondly just uh, a lot because of what he did and for how long and the team that he played on. Uh, but, you know, he, I went back and looked and he was one of the, the pr- probably the closest guy to the 1,500, 500 club um, before what Javon Carter actually pulled it off. Carter was the very first person to do that 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 500 assists. But, um, uh, Air Bear was pretty darn close. But anyway, back to my pick for my bench guard. I went with Aaron Harris, somebody who could just come off the bench and light it up with some points. It's pretty simple as that. Uh, one more on Air Bear. Sneaky, sneaky big shot maker, too. 
Yeah. Some of the bigger some of the bigger games that that team won or that he started and he made really big shots for for significant uh stakes there too. Uh I went big here. I went Mike Gansey. I wanted I think in my in my situation the best player on my offensive lineup was going to be my starting point guard. That was Staten. My best player um, coming off the bench, so to speak, is Gansey. He's going to play a bunch, but I just went with Gansey for reasons we don't really have to get into. I think we probably understand. Um, to me, the best guy available off the bench, so I just went with him. Bench wing is where things are interesting now. $5 for Ebanks, 4 for Dexter Miles, 3 for Issa Ahmad, 2 for Lamont West, 1 for Cam Thurman. I'll take this one here. Um, I'm trying to round things out as best as I can. I'm trying to make things, um, trying to make them work late in the count for me here. And I had to go with Lamont West here running out of money a little bit, but also he kind of fits in because I got these guards. I said, I was going to have some shooting. He's going to be part of my plan shooting. Um, I think we forget that when he was going good, he could be good. I think similar to Beeline, his percentage would have been better if he didn't have to shoot so many, which maybe means perhaps he didn't have to shoot so many because his percentage wasn't terrific. But um, tall guy, kind of a matchup problem out in the perimeter and the complimentary part for me. Well, you went you went big on the bench guard. I went big on the bench wing. I went five bucks for Devin Ebanks. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the most, like biggest freak athletes that ever come through West Virginia. He solves all my issues that uh, I might have with beeline as a defender, he can come in. I I know he's going to be looked at as like a a three or a four, but he's somebody that can guard all five positions. And I I have no concerns about it. And the idea of Carter Ebanks, Butler, Holton and Shibway out there playing defense. uh, You know how much I like my closing five and that gets me excited. Interesting. Last pick here. We're going to the final spot, the bench big. $5 for Pitchnoggle, $4 for Kanate, 3 for Fisher, 2 for Adrian, 1 for Kalicha. I realized that I said that I was trying to build my team around Pitchnoggle. No way that's happening. I'm going to be over budget if I do that. I'll explain in a minute. Um, so I went elsewhere. And to solve my eh, issue that I maybe addressed with Macon, who I had as a $1 player, um, I was surprised that Fisher wasn't in that pool of players, but Fisher, $3. I don't have a stretch forward, so to speak, um, in that spot. Um, Wes gives me a little bit of that. Fisher is a pretty good shooter. I mean, he could pull you out, not to the three-point line, but certainly foul line extended. I always think about a guy who, again, if he had played five years later, if he had played under B-line in Michigan, holy cow, what would he have been like? Because he would have been making threes. Turned out to be a really good pro, uh, and he's going to hold everything together and probably play a whole lot for me at the center position. And I went with a, someone who may not, I mean, may not, definitely not viewed as a center, but Nathan Adrian, somebody mm-hmm. who is big enough to kind of get down low when I need him to, but could play the four, or if I get crazy, he could play a three. And, um, you know, that gives me, I think, what, five guys that are over six, seven, yeah. taller, and, and all of them with a little bit of versatility. So I, I was glad to take him at two. I almost went you know my last two picks were ebanks adrian for a total of seven bucks i almost went daxer miles and fisher as for a total of seven bucks instead um but just the idea not to not any knock on miles but i I felt like that was a big leap from miles to ebanks and it was something i had to do so you would have underspent if you had picked miles instead of ebanks right 
here's what I did the first time and the team that I really liked and I just didn't it didn't max out for me because I just couldn't I couldn't get to where I wanted to go. I started with uh, Missoula and Staten as my guards. And then I went with Butler, Wellington Smith, and Oscar in the front court. So Missoula State and Butler, Wells, Oscar, a lot you can do there. And then I went with Aaron Harris, Lamont West, and Pittsnoggle, because like I said, I wanted to spend I wanted to spin things around Pittsnoggle. And I'm just thinking, you know, wow, Pittsnoggle outside, you could get, you know, Oscar inside. Uh, Pittsnoggle outside. If you had West also outside, you have Butler also outside. How do you keep Missoula and Staten out of the paint? A lot of fun. But that only let me at $23 with Aaron Harris, who I think you kind of forget was a pretty high level offensive player here. And I don't know, maybe his growth was stagnated when he transferred and had to play for Michigan state, which wasn't, I don't think we're thinking that's a, a team that's synonymous with offense. He just probably didn't fit in there perfectly either, but was a really good score here too. And would have fit in with that bunch, but that left me at 23. And I just kept thinking the, the one guard there, who's a dollar more is Tariq Phillip. And while I like Phillip as a player, I kind of think with that surroundings, uh, Harris was just a better fit for what I was trying to do. So my $23 team was better than my $24 team, I think. I don't think it's a bad team. The Wellington Smith one pick is interesting. I know you're talking about, I, I'm assuming that means like Pitts Noggle would play more than him at like a quote unquote four alongside Oscar or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, and the combinations like because Wellington could pull you outside too. So if you have him and Pittsnoggle together, that's interesting. Uh, but you could also play Pittsnoggle at Oscar. Oscar's not going to move. You could play Wellington and Oscar because, again, Wellington is more like Pittsnoggle offensively and that he can pull you away from the basket and do some things. But Wellington's a better defensive player than Pittsnoggle. And if we're being honest, probably Oscar too, although Oscar can certainly get there. Um, but guys who can play together, I think. You're not going to play all three of them together, but you could play two of them together for sure and not really screw up what you're trying to do. Well, I think uh, the only way to solve this, Mike, is for us to also put our teams into writing and put them out there for the fans to decide who's better. Uh, I think decide on my team, your team, but most likely my team. And, and then maybe we'll get around to making that media box, uh, press box, uh, starting five for you. 